Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Monday, October 7th, 2013, 8 p.m. and Eastern Standard Time. Happy birthday, Zach Messner, the Dirty 30 to my little bro. Happy birthday, fam. Uh, I'd like to welcome my co-host, Sade, to my batter and wah. Tamika, kid, Tamika, how are you? All right, how are you doing? I am doing all right. What's going on in your life? Tell me every single detail about your day. Today, even? Oh God! I, I, mean, I mean, you tell me every single detail about uh, your life in general, if you want. No, no. Uh, well, today I had to help a coworker out, um, and her husband Uh-oh. came and picked her up. No, she, but she had a concussion. So, but she did not realize that, and the fact that she did not realize that, at least I was able to help her out, as being a medic that I am. But beyond that, Look at you, the one and only Broadway medic. Thank you. Uh, but but beyond that, you know, just um, trying not to uh, wander out in the street butt naked about the fucking debt ceiling. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. It, it, it's beyond okay. reproach. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> yeah. So the the whole, you know, right now, when people listen to this back 10 years from now, when they rescue us from the shelves of Warner Brothers, Time Warner Cable Studios, uh, <laughs> after they confiscate it, uh, uh, and people look back at this era of government shuts down, we don't pay our bills, knock on wood, hope that doesn't happen, but what, what, what are people going to think about us looking back on these few weeks now. Okay. Let's be clear about this. <laughs> what Congress is doing at this particular point, John Boehner, Boner, whatever, I, I've almost forgotten his name at this point because I can't. He needs to stroke one out and be done. Uh, oh. He is, and Ryan I'm being yes. so authentically honest with you on this. He is literally holding the country under threat. And I won't use mm-hmm. the, the the term terrorism or nothing like that. And I'm like, it's just literally Congress, he's the Speaker of the House. He needs to put a vote to Congress so they can have an up or down vote to approve the debt ceiling for this country. Now, if we default 
Now, the government shutdown is two different things. Government shutdown, they messed up. It's like when you do bad with your checkbook or whatever. People that still have checkbooks, I don't I don't have one. You know, I look at the whatever printout comes from the machine. But yeah. people do not understand this. We have a problem because if they are by October 17th, and I hope they have a show around that week, if the United States of America does not approve a debt ceiling budget for the first time in its history since George Washington, the United States will default on all debts, all debts, and that is historic. So John Boehner, Boner, whatever, he's he's upset about Obamacare. Apparently he doesn't need Viagra, so that's cool. But in the meantime, these other people, and I'm not trying to be, I, I understand that there are right-wing people, there are Republican people, but there also has to be right people for this country to get on with its business and stop the, it's not even, affordable health care is not even a, a, a filibuster. It's a law, so it's not even a filibuster. Whatever they try to do, whether they were reading green eggs and ham, I don't even know <laughs> what that truth from Canada, well, you know, maybe he got the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, uh-huh. it's, it's it's very upsetting if you know that it does not have to go down this way, and it, it's just it's a, it's a lot. If you if you know what's going on, it's a lot. Even if you don't know what's going on, it's a lot. And I don't care if they get people that are uninformed saying, "Well, would you rather have Obamacare or affordable health care?" And they're like, "Oh, I'd rather have affordable health care." It's just the same thing. It's not that at this point. It's beyond reproach because we are literally sitting in the car, seatbelt fastened, <laughs> and we're not driving. Folks are jumping out before it goes off the cliff kind of situation that could actually happen for the United States. And I strongly suggest that people be mindful of their surroundings and where they're at because nobody's budging. And I don't blame this president even, and I'll say this, even maybe as a liberal, I'll say this, even Mm -hmm. if it was Bush in office and people were trying to do this bullshit, I would support it. That's how strongly I feel about this right now because it doesn't make, for one, it's illegal, two, Nobody, nobody's getting over. But three, you got to be kidding me. It's already a law. You cannot have a full bu- a buster. <laughs> it just, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So, I'm sorry, but thank you for letting me vent on that because <laughs> we need to, folks need to understand how the gravity of the situation will be. If you thought 
federal workers are being furloughed and Meals on Wheels and veterans not getting their benefits, and I know they've made a, uh, accompaniments for that. If the United States of America, America, defaults on their loans throughout the world, it will, one, be the first time in history and also throw whatever we know. I mean, it's going to look like, it's just, just, we we don't know what it's going to look like. But at least, you know what, Kevin Costner, when he did Waterworld, he still had his hair. Uh I I would stay with him. (laughs) <laughs> because nobody's going to be paying their bills, so whatever. You mentioned the if we uh, default, if we don't uh, raise the debt ceiling, uh, that what type of catastrophe could we actually see? Like, what would actually happen if uh, we default on all our loans? Okay, okay. Well, the United States and its currency is deemed the most powerful right now in the current world that we know. And uh, people have followed what took place with Saddam Hussein. He was going to switch over to the euro. So mm-hmm. George W. Bush didn't have any choice but to go after this man. So the United States currency is still the strongest in the world. If the United States, <laughs> I can't, I, it almost sounds crazy when you sing it out loud, if the United States defaults, the United States currency is going to not be worth anything. Anything. Are you saying and Bush had us go to Iraq because of the currency? That was part of it, and uh, mm-hmm. that that was my sympathy for him because even though Saddam Hussein was found in a bunker, you know, $500 of American currency, you know, America was still good. We were attacking people. This current president has not attacked people, has tried diplomacy and keeping everything in check, but at some point something's got to give. So if you give up United States credit, I've paid off one student loan. I'm working on another one. That's just me, individual United mm-hmm. States citizens. The United States of America, I don't care if it's white America, black America, green, red, whatever. The United States of America on, on October 17th defaults on any loan around the world. It could potentially be chaos. Well, that would not be good. Do you think it would come in the form of riots and such? Yeah, I I, I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We've never done this before. Yeah, because it's never happened. I don't know. No, because George Washington was the one that set the debt ceiling. We need to dig his ass up at this point and find out what happened. We don't know. We really don't know. But I just want folks to know the enormity of what is actually taking place. People keep thinking, oh, it's Obamacare, which is not what it is, it's affordable health care, but whatever, give it the black scary name. But <laughs> at this point at this point we're approaching the funding the United States 
of America and these guys <laughs> I don't know. I just I just don't know. And nobody knows. You know, I mean we've seen Greece, there were fires in the street. Hell, I was in LA during the riots, I was in college, but mm-hmm. this is this could really be uh a situation Obviously, none of us have seen because it's never happened before. God willing, it won't happen. But there are certain people, and and you've seen my Facebook post, what have you, teabagger party and whatever, Republican <laughs> party. That just I I don't. Someone says they can smell the alcohol coming off of those people leaving the office, and yep. you know this point, yeah. Have a drink because you guys are fucked up, and it's not—it's not going. You know what? It's almost like a song that I love from one of my favorite artists. Even though you have other artists coming on here, it's not what you had in mind. That's it. That's it. It's like I, uh, um, the other day I was watching the uh, Bill Maher had uh, some some guy on there talking about a. Uh, <laughs> Or no, it was a woman on, and they were talking about John Boehner and how he's uh, like hitting the sauce pretty hard and stuff, and how he's like the most potent drinker of the bunch. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, nobody sees a problem here. Like, uh, yeah, well, I don't can, want the guy who's yeah. holding the country back being hammered and not able to make a, an important decision and whatnot. What do you well, think about the fact that today there was some sort of um, uh, thing today about? Uh, Congress may raise the debt ceiling temporarily uh, in order to kind of get through this uh, and uh, the, the whole default thing and then put it back. Okay. This is where we come down along party lines, depending on who Yo, wait, you Mika. are with. No, no, l- listen. I'm sorry, Ryan. Look, so, sorry. Either, either, Mika, either, why, either. Our, our show is, why is our show about to end? What the hell? Right now? It's like it says it's about to end in in one minute. I don't understand. I'm trying to fix it. Oh, I have less than sixty seconds. I feel like Mel Gibson. Oh no! Before. Oh no! What the fuck? Ew! It says duration fifteen minutes. No wonder. Oh, let me try this. Well, some, uh, uh, some music. Some music, please, Tamika. Some dialing music. Dialing music? You want me to sing? <laughs> okay. Okay. What I was going to tell you, it, there is, there is only one. I got way. it. We're on. Okay, we're on. Go ahead, continue. I'm so sorry. No, the thing is, I was going to say, there's only one way that really this is going to work out. Up or down vote. That's it. That's it. And I am not mad at this president. Up or down vote in Congress? What does that mean? Yes or no. That's it. So So it's not like you need like two-thirds or whatever. It's just the majority rule? No. No. And I forgot the exact number. Up or down vote. That's it. That's it. And and that's at this point, that's where I am with a lot of people. And mind you, I've discovered a few friends of mine who were hidden racists that you know, want to do certain things, and I wouldn't even say racist. They were just prejudiced or just uninformed 
about what's taking place or can give a shit about what mm-hmm. other people are going through. Honestly, yeah. they're just like, no, 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 no. And I would hate for their children to be working somewhere and not have health care at 26 and they can still be on whatever the age is. I think it's 26. They can still be under their parents' health care. I don't understand why that's such a hard thing. And that's one thing. But the debt ceiling mm-hmm. is a total different issue. whole other thing. Well, we'll get back to that after, but it's time to welcome our first guest. Yay! You ready, Tamika? Yay! Yes. Uh, so Yay. on to cheerier things. Our first guest's new album is called Let Me Do It. Please welcome Gabriella Pepino. Gabriella, how are Yay. you? Hi. I'm, I'm Hi. fine, dude. Uh, you're talking with me and the one and only Broadway medic, Tamika Kidd. Now, do I pronounce Hello. your name... Gabriella or Gabriella? <laughs> Gabriella. Gabriella. Okay. And you are uh, Italian? No, I'm actually Brazilian. Oh, Brazilian. You're Brazilian, right? <laughs> yeah, but I come from an Italian family. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so I wasn't totally why... off base. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I was reading about you, and a Brazilian TV host, Ronnie Vaughn, said, it is amazing how this voice that reminds me of powerful African-American singers comes so naturally from this <laughs> tiny, beautiful, blonde woman. doesn't look like it's coming from her at all. So where does that voice come from, Gabriella? Well, I think a lot of hard work and study ever since I was a little girl. And I've also loved American music, such as jazz and soul and blues and I've listened to it ever since I was a little girl and so I think that all of my influences are those you know big voice singers you know those big things that they, they can those high notes that they can they, they can achieve and so I I think that's why it characterized my voice that way I think so and that's why I think it's different because nobody um he said that because you know I'm a blonde and and the, my voice is so different the voice my the voice that I talk to people is so different than the one that I use to sing so it's it, it doesn't look like it's the same person I think that's why he said that <laughs> it'd be much scarier <laughs> if it was like a, a masculine monster voice coming out of you and you're a beautiful young blonde tiny woman um <laughs> So it's like you get on stage and it's like, ah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, you <laughs> talked about your influences. Uh, who, per, who in particular uh, have, who's been your influences? You say you're influenced by jazz, blues, soul, pop, but um, what artists? Well, I think one of my favorite artists, um, those, the two of my favorite artists are Etta James and Ella Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Those are the two the two ones that I, you know, enjoy the most. But, you know, in the the younger ones I you know, I have a lot I like a lot, you know, I like um Amy Winehouse and Joss Stone and Adele and um Duffy, the ones that some some British singers I, I think these generation of British singers have been very, you know, successful and have a very explored very well their voices. So I think 
nowadays for me, those are the ones that I that I enjoy the most. What do you think about Miley Cyrus? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> Well, I think she's a very talented girl. Um, you know, she has been uh, given very, very nice opportunity in life. And, you know, for being the daughter from who she is. And But, mm-hmm. you know, I think she's discovering herself right now. And, well, it's a path that I, that I'm, I wouldn't take, but, you know, who am I to judge? You know, she she wants to do it, so go for it. <laughs> so you're saying you have not been twerking at your concerts? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, and I'm and I don't think I'll ever will. <laughs> <laughs> Tamika, what do you got for us? Well, I was curious. I listened to the song "I Am" and I loved it, but I was curious what made you come up with the whimsical sound of your music. Um, well, I think because of everything that I've listened to my entire life, I wanted to actually, um, I wanted to together everything in one album, every influences, and I, you know, everything was kind of like in my head, you know, I just had to, when I was, when I was recording it, I just had to like get, um, somebody to to put that, you know, to record it for me because, you know, I, I had it already. So I, I directed everything. I was um, participating in the entire process. And I think uh, I, I get inspired by so much things, you know, and by music or traveling or a book or a movie that I've seen. And I think the the main reason that I chose to do this is because I wanted to gather, you know, all of my influences in one sound. I don't know if I got that, but, you know, I tried to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, tell us how important uh, your time at the Berklee School of Music was. Well, it was definitely life-changing for me because, you know, um, living in Brazil, of course, I have lots of you know, music around me and, but, you know, the Portuguese language is not a very, how can I say that, melodic language, you know, English is a little more, you can, like, go into words more easily than in Portuguese, I guess. So, mm-hmm. um, for me being there, you know, where where everything that I love, um, you know, being in America, and by that I say, in Berkeley, um, for me, being there was very um, incredible because I had the chance to learn from the people that do it best, you know. So, because I could, as much as I listen to things here in Brazil, I, you know, when you go to the country and you and you experience that um, by you know, from, I don't think, how can I say that? Um, you know, I went, as I get the, the experience from the people that do it and, and that has ever done it and were the first one to do it, so that kind of, um, that really helped shape me, you know, that really helped 
shape my my work and the direction that I really wanted to to take because it was very difficult for me here in Brazil, you know, to choose to mm-hmm. to sing in in English, you know, because I really wanted to sing in English, but I've been very criticized here because English is not our primary language, and mm-hmm. that's why I think being going to Berkeley was very very important to me. You mentioned earlier that you have all these uh, British uh, young women who, I mean, well, one-fourth of them is dead now, but the the other ones are still alive. Uh, and you have these British young women who are uh, carry on, carrying on this sort of traditional um, soul vibe. And it occurred to me when you were talking about the British women that, yeah, there there aren't many from other countries, and I was thinking, well, why not Brazil? Uh, but you've experienced some backlash, you say. Uh, what, what's some of the uh, reaction been in Brazil from your decision to sing in English? Well, at first, people would always ask me, like, why are you singing in English? You know, uh, mm-hmm. every place that I've been and everybody, that was the primary question. Um, but I just, like, told people that I wanted to sing in English because of my influences and because... Um, of the way that I wanted my voice to sound. And, you know, Brazilian music is very, very rich, but it's not um, uh, as melodic as the the, the, the English-spoken music. You know, the, in in America, you, you really explore the vocal range. And mm-hmm. Brazilian music is not, it's more like rhythms and harmony. And I I just didn't find myself singing in Portuguese. So a lot of people would ask me that, and and I was really criticized in the beginning. But then I sort of like had to like prove myself to those people. But you know, in the end, they embraced me, and they now they they like it a lot. And those those questions don't always come back. No. That's good. Um, now I want to play your song. Uh, Let me do it. Tell tell us a little bit about the song, and then we'll play it. Well, that song I wrote for those people that didn't let me sing in English and didn't let me sing jazz. You know, because everybody was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you have to go to a different direction, and you have to sing this or that." So I got inspired by it, and I and I like. Uh, and I wrote that song. That's why it's called Let Me Do It. <laughs> All right. Well, they're letting you do it now. Here she is, Gabriella Pepino with Let Me Do It, and we'll be right back with Gabriella. I wanted to sing a jazzy song, but they wouldn't let me do it, let me do it. Let me do it. I wanted to sing a jazzy song, but they wouldn't let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. I'm being taught by everyone I meet. I got reason to think that they are jealousy of me, of me singing. Please, let me do it. to sing a jazzy song, but they wouldn't let me do it, let me do it, 
let me do it. I wanted to sing a jazz song. Oh, they wouldn't let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Stop, stop, leave me alone. I'm not Stevie Wonder or a pop star like Madonna. I want to become a great performer. I don't, don't, don't need no Tell me what to do You're a bunch of fools And I wanted to sing a jazzy song But they wouldn't, no they wouldn't, no they wouldn't No they wouldn't let me do it Oh no, 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 I wanted to sing a jazzy song But they wouldn't let me do it I am today. 
you you you're saying you would like to be seventy year old seventy years old right now? No. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah <probably. laughs> um and uh you you cover I Don't Wanna Fight, such a great Tina Turner song. What made you want to do that song? Well, actually, um my parents were really were the ones that were responsible for uh, me enjoying American music so much. And when I was a little girl, my father um, loved those big singers, you know, like uh, Tina Turner and uh, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, and Aretha, and all of the all of that. And so um, every Sunday morning, he kind of like. Um, got excited a lot, got a lot of excitement of this album in particular, the one that has that song from from Tina. And every Sunday morning, he would play that song over and over and over again. And that was kind of like repeating me for me for around like a year or so. You know, every Sunday morning, we would like wake up in our house with that song playing. So that song was a really, um, it, it it really, um, I don't know how to say this, but as I as I saw that, as I listened to it so much, it kind of reminded of my childhood, and I wanted um, to give to give an homage, I think, for my childhood, and. And this album, and that's why I chose that song. Now, no judgment here, but that is a weird Sunday morning family sing-along song. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, but it was it was not only Tina. You know, it was Tina and the Eagles, and you know, some Mariah as well, and some Pink Floyd. <laughs> so I, 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 it was not only Tina. <laughs> Um, your bio, Gabriella, says that you approached traditions with an organic feeling without the artificial and mechanical tones often used in today's records. Uh, why was this important to you? Well, I think it's because, you know, I, um, I'm not trying to, you know, say anything, but I think that music nowadays is being, it's losing a little bit of um, the I'm sorry, I think you're you're breaking um, up. I can't hear you. Oh, um, is it? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah. So I think some sometimes um, when you go to concerts and you you think that you're gonna you know see a band and listen to a big big band organic sound and then you go to a concert and you're going to see the performer with lots of dancers and a DJ playing you know so i i didn't want that to be my song you know and although it's you know like it's a, it's sort of the path that lots of singers nowadays are doing because it's so commercially viable um i didn't want to have that because i really think that in you know, amazing uh, songs and that 
even today we sing so much and we know those songs a lot and and they really touch us you know they really touch our feelings and sometimes i think that that those elect kinds of things that they put on the music um it sounds a little bit fake so i wanted mm-hmm. my voice to really stand out and if you like change your voice a lot and you put lots of things above it you know all of those plugins and stuff um i think it, it it loses a little bit of your of your potential and you know so it it it's it's almost like everyone can sing and everyone can do that so i didn't want that for me i didn't want that feeling i really wanted to sound like um the people that i admire the most you know that's why i think sure that, um um Okay, go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. Just you can finish. No, no, I, I just, I, I just did. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, what do you want your listeners, your fans, to know? Do you have any tour dates coming up? Where can they get the record, etc.? Oh yeah. Um, actually, I'm going to the U.S. next week, and I'm going to perform at CMJ. In in New York, at the Gucci's Lounge on October 16th, and then on the 26th, I'm gonna be in Austin, Texas, on the Meal Conference, performing there as well. So that's very exciting for me. And well, my album is on iTunes and so and Android as well. So you can go and you know Nokia and Google Play and all of those digital stores. And you can find there anyway. I think there's the best the best place for you to find. I don't know in stores in America how how you can find them find them in physical stores, but all of those people, <laughs> all of those digital stores they they're there. <laughs> I actually walk into my digital store, so that's I found it a nice way around that. Um, so let's play one more song from you, and we'll let, we'll let you go. Uh, can you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about my dream of you? Yeah, well, actually, My Dream Is You was a song that I wrote when I was Hello? Can't hear you. you, Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Lost you again. Gabriella to get service back. Um, we're going to play a song <laughs> by her. <laughs> still can't. No, nah, still can't hear you. Sounds like Hello? Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Hello? Hello? Um, 
Hmm. All right. So her call dropped. Let me see if she calls back in. Here she is. Hey, Hi, I'm back. There, there you Sorry. are. Sorry. No problem. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about uh, My Dream is You, and then we'll let you go? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, my Dream is You is a song that I wrote when I was a very t- in a very tough phase of my life, and it's about um, having a person by your side and, you know, giving all the support you need and, you know, letting you know that everything you've always wanted is right beside you and so that's why I wrote it and I wrote it to a very special person than me and I wanted it to be very you know to to send that message to people when they listen to it that's why I asked for um, an orchestra to play with me and I, I think I got it <laughs> All right, awesome. Uh, so this is Gabriella Pepina with My Dream Is You. Thank you so much for joining the program and for dealing with the technical difficulties. I appreciate uh, I appreciate your trooper. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ryan. See you, see you later. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Have a good night.
Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Two one three four two two seven two two one is not available. The uh, Tamika, hello. Okay, all right. Well, so far, not so good. Uh, let's. Aside from the lovely Gabriella Satino, let's move on. All right, our next guests are a wonderful band. Um, if I could just learn to pronounce his name, Nikhil Korula is the band leader's name. I'm going to break you off with a little Korula action, and uh, we'll be back, hopefully, with Nikhil.
Perula Band uh, with Spark. All right, so let's uh, let's move on. And uh, now that you know, we've, we've lost my co-host. Second guess is nowhere in sight. Uh, Gar- Gabriella was cutting in and out. I sounded like a jerk. It's time to fade away.
I'll be honest. I am super confused as to what happened to my co-hosts. So, Tamika, call back in. Um, we're going to play... I'm playing a lot of Nikhil Karula band songs. It's, it's odd. I'm giving a lot of airtime to uh, a man who has yet to call in for his own interview. So uh, I'm just hoping that, uh, Nikhil, if you can hear this, holler at your boy, 917-388-4131. That's the call-in number. All right, I'm going to play another song. Keep in mind, we still have Music Mondays coming up with David Bowers, and hopefully he will be the Kate Doyle to our... Uh, salty entrance in the Evzich play. Here we go with He Said, She Said. I needed 
if anything happens to me, I need a witness to or witnesses to know that at least there's documentation. That well, so you said that, you were a medic, and then people came to your defense. Yes. Jesus, what an intense situation! This was outside or inside the the, the building? Inside the apartment. Oh my God. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Never a break, but that's okay. And I'm sad. I'm sorry I missed uh, part of your show. Um, no problem. And the, and, and the wonderful uh, music. Yes, it's uh, Gabriella was a real. Uh, she was a Gabriella real was delight, cool. as you know. What'd you say? I said Gabriella was cool. Yes, she was cool. And um, as is their want with uh, W-O-N-T, not W-A-N-T, as is their want with uh, a lot of episodes lately, the second guest decided not to call in. So I don't know where Nick Hill Carula is. Oh, my goodness. But this this should be happening too much. And I even, like, I even wrote an email about it to, like, the, the management and whatever, like, you know, try not to let this happen again. And it's not their fault. Like, it's just for some reason we're dealing with a lot of flaky artists here. Hmm. That's unfortunate. You know, a, a, other companies like Gabriella, not included in that, but just some, some people. Like, it's how many times has this happened? Recently? This happened, like, I feel like three every times. three guests or so. Yeah, yeah, but at least, like, three times. Yeah, it's that's too many. Um, uh, so, uh, since we don't have the what's to call it, um, the second guest, uh, what, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to do our new weekly segment, Music Mondays with David Bowers. I know you're excited for that. <laughs> okay, try to contain your excitement. Boy, you, you are in uh, right. <laughs> a, a bad way today, huh? I, uh, that's, that's just uh, a... No, it's not that. I'm just in a uh, defensive mode today. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't I didn't anticipate this for later in the evening once uh you know, anybody listening to this podcast at any point, New York living can be awesome but also can be special depending on who you have living with you. So the situation is the management company wants the older or I, it doesn't even matter about age. They want this woman out. And mm-hmm. we did not know that in taking her into our apartment. So now we're stuck with dealing with the situation, and she's losing her, um, basically losing her shit. But losing it while I'm here, and even if when I'm not here, because I'm going to move my precious few items that I have down to a secure location downstairs, but it's is um trying to say the least. That that's that's the best I can say about it. I I really don't harbor any ill feelings towards this person, but I needed to have it documented that she is not um okay. And it, you did, know, uh, and, and, why do they want her out of there? Is it, they want her out because yeah, she's. I don't know. Something else happened deranged. to another apartment. Yeah, and something else happened to another apartment that we weren't aware of, really. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's always two sides to a story. So 
So that's cool. Yeah. I just don't need the fact that I even the fact that you know I'll say it like this as my as my bosses say, in, in almost in third person and in first person, me, I, halt the fucking police. That should give you an indication of my seriousness of being a bit worried. Yeah, that's absolutely. All. That's crazy. That's all. That's all. You're okay now? For the time being, I know she can overhear me in the other area, but mm-hmm. I can't. You know, I can't really worry about that at this point. It's only nine o'clock out here. Um, I will have my secure possession out of here, and you know, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm at a loss. Jesus Christ, that's, that's <laughs> and, crazy. And the thing is, and the thing is, I will be on the leap, but it's not up for her discussion, which is why. The NYPD, once I identified myself for who I work for with the city, did not engage any further conversation with them. So, and you know what? you got to have your perks at some point. (laughs) (laughs) And I obviously obviously cannot say fully who I work for, but it it was just, that was a lot. And the fact that you you don't work for Anthony Weiner, do you? Oh, I wish I did, because that guy, please, give me a break. <laughs> so. That guy what? <laughs> I said, that guy, please, give me a break. Come on. <laughs> um, well, let's let's switch to something um, yes, more uh, positive. Much, more, much more serious. Uh, Miley Cyrus hosted SNL over the weekend. <laughs> did you happen to catch that? No, I did not. Um, I thought she was great. She was, and they did that, you know, she has that song, We Can't Stop, that they did on the VMAs, and instead of We Can't Stop, they did this uh, parody of it, where she was Michelle Bachman, and one of the other guys was John Boehner, and uh, Mm. it was called We Did Stop, and it's all about, like, we did stop the government, and it was hilarious. No good? No, because our government is stopped. (laughs) But it was like, Blatantly blaming the Republicans, and it was fun to watch. Well, at this point in the game, it's funny to watch. But we've had this discussion earlier. It, it, it's not going to be funny in ten days, <laughs> and that's the best way I can put it. But that feeling of the October seventeenth, today the seventh. We got ten days to see if one of the greatest countries that we think in the world is going to default on all of its loans. <clears throat> pretty, pretty terrible. Um, so, Tamika, earlier uh, I, I've been counting. You know, today was the big day. I was going to change everything around, quit drinking, uh, count my calories, <laughs> etc. And I put the uh, I uh, I I went to the uh, usually I'll get some sort of uh, drink with caffeine in it during the show and I didn't even put it together beforehand until I drank the whole thing uh, like an hour ago 
but I got one on Code Red Mountain Dew. Oh, my God. And I didn't even think about, like, uh, the calories and everything. And, and so now I may have, you know, luckily I went to the gym for a while, and I, I, don't, I think I'm still under the calorie count for the day, like 1,300-something. But uh, I'm not sure. Well, what you had today, even? Yeah, well, let's see. So so I just added it to the calorie count, the, the Mountain Dew, and that was 275 calories. And let me add, let me see if I can find what I had for, for dinner. Now, keep in mind, this food is not good for you, but it was in, in small well, portions because I had, it, I had a sweet and sour chicken leftovers from last night. Sweet and sour chicken. This, this is a lot to type in. Maybe this is bad radio right now. Anyway, as long as... Even if it's bad radio, at least my uh, instant story will be good radio because we still don't know <laughs> how this is going to play out. Because I don't trust this. I don't trust this. I can't... I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight living with someone yeah. trying to possibly, you know, take me out. So at least... It, oh, my it, God. It, it, yeah. But, Jeez. again, yeah, but at least I had a halfway positive experience with uh, NYPD. At least I didn't whip out my Metro card too fast. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, uh... oh, oh, my God. Wait a minute. Have you seen the pictures on Facebook of Erica Lusting, who was in the second tour of Hair Company, and I she was here up here in Inwood, and I met her uh, for her frisbee football game. That was you went to that. I yes, I did. Unfortunately. <laughs> Why unfortunately? Because that was a lot. It was raining, and that was a lot. That was yesterday? Yes. Oh. It was awesome. Well, Tamika, <laughs> we're going to – well, let's get saved by the bell here. We got some Music Monday news. Are you ready for the sweet yes. chocolate sensation David Bowers? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Music Monday <laughs> get that theme cleaned up for you next time. David, how are you? Hey, I'm doing just fine. How are things in the big city and the Big Apple? Hey, well, I'm hey. fine. I'm fine over here, but Tamika just had a quite the run-in. You know, I just I just caught the tail end of that, and I, I have to admit that, like most everything else in my life, I'm completely in the dark as to what's going on, but it did sound <laughs> rather ominous. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, well, apparently there was a little. I don't. She she can't talk about it right now because the lady's in the other room uh, where she is. But there was a, a little run in, and the police were involved, and uh, she's. Uh, it's 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 not a good look. No, that doesn't sound like a good thing at all. Not at all. But at least I'm healthy and happy right now. So well, that's, that's good. good. You, the best thing is you try to stay that way. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. David, what 
sort of things are going on in the music world? Oh, well, let's see. We got, uh, you know, we got uh, twerking and all kinds. You know what? I, re- I really <laughs> wish I really wish that I could battle. Did you ever catch that uh, that reporter that Letterman has uh, <laughs> purportedly <laughs> from England? Uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, I really wish I could sometimes just babble on like he does for about five minutes and you can make absolutely no sense of what I say, but then of course people say they can't make any sense of what I say anyway, but I do have well, I was going to say that I, I watch Letterman all the time and I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a guy, there's a British guy on there for five minutes talk, babbling? Yeah, the uh, his British news reporter, you know, the guy from London that comes on and he, he babbles, well, you know, you got to and then of course, and he just babbles and you have no idea what the hell he said. You sound like <laughs> my you best haven't... friend Andrew. Well, he's probably the guy that does the Letterman skit. <laughs> but I do, I do have a couple of interesting little notes tonight. If you're, uh, if you're, uh, you and your listeners are interested in them. Absolutely. Of course, of course. All righty. Well, here we go again on the show that Boehner and Obama and all the crooks in the Capitol couldn't shut down. We have no government funding. As a matter of fact, uh, last I heard, we have no funding at all. And we're definitely non-essential, but we're <laughs> announcing the most. We're announcing the most important news to come along since Obama said to Bush, "Raising the debt ceiling is a sign of leadership failure." Of course, unlike our elected representatives who have such a good life, courtesy of our tax dollars, you know, we the people they forget they're supposed to be representing. We always remember our listeners. Uh, John Stewart was telling me that it's kind That's of right. odd, though. Obama is willing to negotiate with Iran, and Obama is willing to negotiate with Russia, but he won't negotiate with the Republicans. I, I, I really don't know what that's about, but maybe maybe his attitude's the result of not getting any. I mean, we found out today that people over 40 don't have sex. In her first live interview since MTV Video Music Awards, Miley Cyrus Miley Cyrus did not mince words. She said, not that we really expected her to, but she explained on the Today Show, in case you missed it this morning, that she did have plans to tone down her style eventually. She said, I heard when you turn 40, things start to go a little less sexual. This is what she said to Matt Lauer, who immediately begged her, don't say that. But before he could get the words out of his mouth, Miley added, so probably around 40, around that time, I heard that's when people don't have sex anymore. So I guess maybe around then. And uh, <laughs> after Lauer revealed that he is, in fact, 55, Miley replied, oh, well, then you're really definitely not sexual. <laughs> and Matt then asked her if she regrets anything, like, maybe announcing to her interviewer that he hasn't gotten laid in 15 years on national television, to which she replied, no, I just live my life the way it is. I don't regret anything. It's kind of too bad the government doesn't believe people over 40 shouldn't get screwed. Uh, By the way, you can read the complete interview at (laughs) musicyahoo.com. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll okay. check back with Miley when she turns 40. <laughs> you just you can't make this shit up. On, a, on another note, 
on yeah, another well, note, uh, Spec the Cast, in association with Eagle Rock Entertainment, is bringing Aerosmith Rock for the Rising Sun to the big screen in cinemas worldwide. The film captures Aerosmith at seven different venues over their 2011 tour across Japan. The footage that makes up the film was originally only intended for Aerosmith's personal archives, but the band and its management found that it was so captivating they wanted to make it available to their fans. They'll get their chance later this month. You can get the complete story, including backstory and track listing, at blabbermouth.net. And finally, after more than 150 parody songs since 1983 and having won three Grammys, great news, everyone. Weird Al's working on a brand-new album. He was in New York City last weekend, and he told us, I'm working on a new album right now. No word on when he plans to release it or what songs he'll parody, but hey, gang, it's Weird Al. You know it's going to be great. And just one thing, don't forget to join me for the David Bowers Awards Sunday, live on Doc Radio, 2 p.m. Eastern. Hear Tommy James like you've probably never heard him before when he sits down and talks to us about his career and working for a label that he found out was tied to the New York City mob. He's got it all in his book, Me, the Mob, and the Music, and he'll be telling us about it. He joins us this coming Sunday. He's also going to be presenting a first on our show, something you could win that you've never been able to win before, and we're going to give it away this week. We'll also pull a surprise on him that he's not expecting, and unless he's listening to this show now, he doesn't have any idea we're going to do this to him. Also, VH1 Hollywood X's sexy theme songstress Erica Kane shows us that she's got talent. We also have a new rock band from upstate New York called Court E. And Dan Kohler of Tier 1 Talent in Albany holds Rockstar 101 class. And we, yeah, we may have a couple more surprises. We'll wait and see. But that's all on my next The David Bowers Awards Sunday Blog Talk Radio right here live online at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And follow me, please, the David Bowers, the David Bowers on Facebook. Twitter, and Blog Talk Radio. Get all the details, get personal invitations to the shows. Uh, you get ways to write me and tell me off if you don't like what I say. Not that I really <laughs> email, but hey, listen. That's it, gang. I'm off to sequester myself. Hey, and uh, go get it before you're 40. Time's a waste. <laughs> David, is, that is quite a busy episode you have coming up. Is, is the show an hour or two? That'll be uh, that'll be close to two hours. Yeah, we we usually try to schedule for an hour and a half, and I always leave the window to run over. And I've talked to Tommy before; he is one hell of a nice guy, and he has a lot to talk about. Obviously, you look at the length of his career, and he's still performing. And I don't mean performing oldie shows. Tommy is still performing a headliner show, and he's still recording new music. As a matter of fact, he's working on some. We are going to have, and I'll give you an insight that, uh, well, we can't go into detail yet, but we will be playing a first, a world first. This will be the first time it's ever been played on the air, a new recording of one of his old hits that he has recorded specifically for the movie they're working on based on his book, Me, the Mob, and the Music. 
And uh, I'm, I'm really thrilled about the fact that we get to do a world premiere of this. It'll be the first time it's been played anywhere. We're really looking forward to it. I don't know if you're going to like it or not. It's one of those things that's going to catch you by surprise. It's not what you expect from Tommy James. And uh, it, it, is, it is interesting, though. And I think it's just one of the many, many fantastically interesting tidbits that uh, Tommy has to talk about. You're really going to enjoy this one. Well, that sounds very exciting. Uh, you mentioned Aerosmith and your music news, and I just want to let you guys know, David and Tamika, that I was recently in, in Los Angeles. Um, yes, and you were. I was at I was, and I was at The Grove, um, and uh, there's a movie theater there, and my friend Bryce and uh, his wife Julia and I got um, dinner at this Italian restaurant at The Grove. Uh, which is actually the same place we went when I, to celebrate when I got my equity card, so it was kind of nostalgic. Um, so we're there, and then we're eating the dinner, and then she goes to the bathroom. And Bryce and I are waiting, and uh, he looks behind me, and he says, that's, that's Jimmy, what's his name? And I was like, what? And he says, that, that's, that's Steven Tyler um, you know, from Aerosmith. So uh, I don't know why he said, Jimmy, what's his name? But I turn around, and I look. And I, and I see this lady walking by, and and I was like, who, her? And she, he was like, no, that that is Steven Tyler. And so we follow Steven Tyler, who looks like a lady from the back. Dude looks like a lady. How about that? There you go, from the back. <laughs> so we're, exactly. we're following Steven Tyler into the uh, movie theater, and he's there with this big fat guy. I don't know if the guy was his bodyguard or his friend or what. Um, and it was so weird to see, like, Bryce pretended to order a movie ticket at the machine thing, for the credit cards and whatnot, and it was so weird to see Steven Tyler, like, doing that, like, actually do, like, normal human stuff, order a, a movie ticket and swipe the card and stuff. Um, and then he turned around, like, and waved and smiled to somebody, but I don't think anybody was there, so that was a little strange. Um, and meanwhile, you know, we're also kind of stalking him, so we're being strange, too. But I'm telling you, man, no one was waving or smiling at him. He was just waving and smiling back at nobody. Um, and then... Uh, he turns and walks into the movie theater, and I notice his his stride is a bit strange, but I didn't really think nothing of it. But Bryce and, and his wife, Julia, looked at it for a long time, and they were both like, wow, I really wish we didn't come in here. And I was like, what are you talking about? And Bryce was like, dude, his knees bend the wrong way when he walks, and he walks real crazy. He does. Well, you know, I, I can relate to your... Uh to your story about uh, where it, uh, where you talk about the hair and the lady uh, image uh, when I was when I was uh, schlepping in retail sometime uh, some time ago and I had my long hair which I did I mean it was it was long long and uh, I'm, I I didn't have a problem when I put my belt on my pants but it was close to that long and uh, I was schlepping <laughs> here one day. And I hear this nice little old lady's voice come up behind me. And as she spoke to me, I turned around and saw the most, <laughs> the most sorrowful, pathetic look on this poor lady's face as she walked up behind me and said, Excuse me, ma'am, can you help me? So the, the poor look of it, the poor look of embarrassment on that lady was it was a Kodak moment. <laughs> what, 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 were you were you how did you look? Were you offended or what? No, I thought it was funny. 
Actually, you know, <laughs> you know, in a way, in a way, it's kind of a compliment that your hair looks good enough that they would mistake you for a woman. <laughs> That's true. As soon as you said you could relate with the lady in the hair, I thought you, we were going back to Phyllis Diller. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get going. Tamika, uh, anything uh, you want to add for the, for the evening? You've had quite the night. Dude, if I had a Barbie, you know what's up. What's up? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't even, I, 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 can't, I can't eat, I don't have emotions or words to say for what I've just been through and have to continue to go through for the next at least 48 hours, but, it, you know, it's New York, so what are you going to do, you know? It's like, well, you you're, just not gonna, you're not going to let nobody punk you, and certainly the stature of myself at 5'11 and 175 and in, re- in reasonably good shape, I will still fuck you up. However, <laughs> if, if, if it, it, I just I just don't know because I just finished dealing with NYPD and uh, some FDNY EMTs and they're like okay well at least you told us who you were you know, thank you so you didn't shoot me on sight so I I don't, I don't even know because the situation could have this whole uh, I would say broadcast could be completely different if some of the if people did not use good discretion. So if you want anything at the end of this particular broadcast, people need to remember to use good discretion. That's all. Because most of the time you hear mm-hmm. stories about person shot dead, pulling out their wallet. Guy shot up, pulling out his metro card. Here I am, tall, athletic built black woman, trying to get this crazy white woman off me. <laughs> I got all of NYPD here, so that's I I I have to laugh about it because otherwise I cry. <laughs> at least I'm not dead. And the, at least I'm not dead. And the crazy, day. the crazy white woman wasn't the long-haired the David Bowers. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know what would happen to that? Because it'd just be just like Barbie. Chopped off hair, nipples burnt, fucking bent backwards, you know, left in the corner somewhere. That's all. (laughs) Um, David, what what do you recommend to make a dozen this situation? (laughs) Well, without knowing, uh, you know, without knowing the exact details, I couldn't really say. But, uh, you know, the first order of business is always protect yourself. And then, uh, you know, then go from there with whatever kind of uh, uh, solution the situation calls for. But, uh, uh, you know, I don't know the particulars of the situation, so I don't want to I don't want to stick my foot in my mouth any more than I normally do. So, uh, you know, watch out <laughs> no, for yourself. Good. Watch out you're for good. yourself first. Do do whatever you have to do to protect yourself, and then you'll be around to take care of the situation and make matters right. 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 No, right. and, and well, I that, appreciate that. I'm doing that. That is well, a that's, sound that's note to end the show on. Sorry, what did you say, David? I said that's the important thing. Yes. 
Great note to end the show on. Uh, I can also think of no better way of ending the show than by saying if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And Tamika, what are you going to do that Barbie doll again? Dude, you don't even want to know because now I got NYPD. So we'll see. You know, bend her backwards, burn, cut, go. That's about it. <laughs> bend her I mean, backwards, I mean, I... burn, cut, go. Okay. Well, just remember to get everything handled before you turn 40 because it's all downhill after that. Thank you so much for saying that because now, now, now I'm even more fucking depressed. Jesus Christ. Well, hey, look, uh, good, I'm, I'm, good night to I, David. I, good night to Mika. We'll catch you guys on uh, Wednesday, Blazing Right Backstage, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, and on Monday, of course, for this very show right here. Hopefully next week the second guest calls in. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.